Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Hello, Hilltopper Nation, and welcome back to another Red Out Podcast. I am Devin, and if you hear a constant in the background, that is my one-month-old Abby, who is in her awesome little four-mom swing thingy. Uh, so this isn't a advertisement, but it's a great little product my wife bought for a nice small chump of change. So we'll see how this goes. Um, so if I get quiet, all of a sudden, uh, please pray for Jared, because he'll be trying to talk and do stuff. And we'll see how this goes, Okay. Uh, but as always, guys, like, share, and subscribe for more episodes. Um, follow us on Twitter. Follow the Towrack. They're pumping out articles and uh, tweeting out every you know update and all that good stuff. So follow them for sure. Um, and let's see if I can get some of the other guys on real quick. Um, let's see if I can get Jared real quick and see. It's going to be us two tonight, guys. So. So, um, hope you all are having a good day uh, thus far. There he is. How are you, buddy? Hey, how are you, man? Doing good. Um, I thought I'd start a little early because I don't know if you can hear Abby in the background. I was just telling our listeners, but you can hear the little, the little rrr, rrr, rrr. I don't know if you can hear it or not. A but little bit. It's very subtle. I was going to say, that's her little swing going. So, she is asleep and being nice. a good little baby for right now. So, mm-hmm. we'll see how everything goes. Um, I guess we'll start with our winners and losers. And right now it looks like I would say the biggest winner right now is the XFL. Yeah, I think I it, that. I would think it's, I think it's really funny that, um, ESPN or not ESPN Fox sports actually has XFL has its own separate little header now. Hmm. And I was really surprised to see that. Yeah, that's course, really cool. Of course they give WWE their own header too, but still, so. Yeah. Um, uh, so I guess the big loser for me this week would be Tony Grossi. No, uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay. So initially, Tony Grossi is the uh, he's a uh, uh, he's a guy that works for ESPN Cleveland, mm-hmm. and he is the guy that called Baker Mayfield. Oh, and, he called him a midget. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> supposedly, he thought that the uh, the mic was off. And he called Baker Mayfield an effing midget. Which, by the way, let me—I'm going to pull this up real quick. Uh, some of his comments that he's made about Baker, this isn't the first time. Um, so supposedly, do 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 do. In November 2017, um, five months before the Browns drafted Mayfield, Grossi tweeted that the then Oklahoma star was put on this planet to sucker the Browns. Wow. Uh, back in October. Uh, they got into an altercation where Baker Mayfield walked out of a press conference after getting in a heated back and forth with Grossi. Uh, and then this guy even went so far as to compare Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel. Mm, that's I was weird. like, I was like, come on, man. 
there's a lot of things you could say, but I would not call him a Johnny Manziel. So but, did he actually get fired for what he said? I hadn't seen anything on that. Uh, he got suspended. I just dropped. I just put no. it. Up. But let me see. I'll pull it up real quick. Yeah, as far as I know, he's just gotten suspended. But it's still a bunch of baloney, in my opinion. I mean, it's uh, yeah. kind of messed up for somebody to say that, just kind of in general. But especially, I mean, it's kind of funny when you hear stories of that where somebody says something like off the record or something like that that was actually on. And <laughs> that, see, they instantly regret saying it. Be like, oh, that's not what I, my intentions were and everything. Be like, of course it wasn't because you got caught, sucker. That's why. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there, there's one thing of saying it and like not realizing that the mic was on, like you're saying. Or, you know, just making an offhand comment to somebody and then they say, well, so-and-so said this. But, yeah, it's... When it's straight from the person like that, there's no denying it. If it's like someone says that so-and-so said such-and-such thing, that's completely different. It's just a rumor at that point. But that's like 100 live on his show. But this is just a series of aggressive (laughs) tactics towards this person, too. And it's just... yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's just like he never even gave Baker a shot, and he hasn't done that terrible. But, no. I mean, it, it's the Browns, so you shouldn't expect any success from them anyways. They're literally the New York Knicks of football. So I don't know what you can say if you're a Cleveland fan other than if you If you're a Cleveland fan, you should be ready for those, you know, the quarterbacks that go there to die, basically. I mean, because that's yeah. what happens. I mean, like Colt McCoy – uh, used to play for Texas back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the list goes on. Well, um, was it Tim Couch? Yeah, used to play for Kentucky. I think basically so, yeah. the same thing happened He's to him. Either there or Cincinnati. I think it may have been Cincinnati. I think he played at Cleveland, but I might be Maybe. wrong. I don't know. But anyway, one of the Ohio's teams. Nah, it's neither here. But yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. That's if you're cl- well. Let's see. From the stats I've, I was reading up a little bit earlier, Baker has th- had threw a record-breaking what forty touchdowns last last season, yeah, something like that. And this season yeah. he's thrown twenty-one or twenty-two touchdowns and like twenty-one or twenty-two interceptions. See, this so, is sort of a hot take, but I just kind of think the problem is Odell Beckham Jr. because he's literally a diva, <laughs> and all, every single team he's on, if he's not getting his way, he just kind of throws a tantrum. And destroys the locker rooms. He's sort of like the new Antonio Brown, except not as crazy. So at least that's my opinion. Uh, well, I'll give you a hotter take, and it's basically what we were just saying. I think the pl- problem is in Cleveland, and if I was Baker, I'd want to get the flip out of there. Yeah, that's, that's my opinion. I'd want to get out of Cleveland. The Dolphins are the only team that have rivaled Cleveland as far as having so many different quarterbacks in the past 20 years. Like, if you look at the starting list for the Dolphins quarterback since Marino retired, it is ugly, and it's so bad. But hopefully that's going to change here in a few months come (laughs) NFL draft. I'm ready. We'll see. coming, I think, I hope. We'll see. Um, So do you have any winners and losers before I do some of my odd news stories real quick? Uh, Oh, man. I hadn't given as much thought to it, but – the biggest winner, I guess I would say, is just the Milwaukee Bucks and the way that they're playing right now in the NBA. I don't think there's a single team in the East. As much as I love my Pacers, I'd even have a shot against Giannis Antetokounmpo right now. He's playing at an extremely high level. And what I don't know if you've seen much about them, Devin, but it's so funny what they do. 
Uh, they do all these like WWE esque kind of segments <laughs> where they're like wrestling and stuff. Like they're superstars, like fake wrestling with the mascot for the Wizards and like hitting him with the title belt and pinning him after the game. And I'm just that's like, <laughs> man, if you're the mascot, why would you agree to that? Because that's pretty humiliating. But then again, that's literally the state of the NBA right now. Is that? That's funny and, though. I like that. Yeah, I do kind of respect the Bucks a lot. And I like Giannis. He's a good player, and he's like a year younger than me, and it makes me feel like I'm doing nothing with my life. But, I mean, that is what it is. <laughs> I tell and, you, <laughs> go ahead. And I was just going to say my loser for the week. I would still say Major League Baseball, just because of all the stuff with the Houston Astros. Uh, it's still yeah. an ugly situation. And, of course, them talking about changing the playoffs, even with the NFL, just anyone that's wanting to change the playoffs. And my biggest winner loser is still the Conference USA as far as their conference tournament. I still think it's a joke to do it in an NFL practice stadium and make it like an AAU style. <laughs> they changed the layout for this year that it's not going to be like straight up in the center of where the field would be. It's actually going to be closer to where the original stands are in there. But that's not going to change anything. I really don't care. I think it's been a joke since they took it out of UAB. Even though I think we got hosed in Birmingham, at least that was a good facility. Legacy, it was pretty nice. I think that was it. Or it was uh, some type of arena they have down there. My so, thing is, why don't you move it to like a Memphis, right? Yeah, or Memphis or, heck, I don't know. Like maybe somewhere in like southern Arkansas. I don't know where Little Rock is or what its proximity would be for everything, but it could even work. I don't. I don't know. But it's so here is here's a really good solution, and I hope Conference USA's people are listening. They're not talk, <laughs> talk to. Yeah, they're probably not uh, talk to um, the Memphis Grizzlies and negotiate with them to use their facility for the Conference USA, you know, tournament stuff. Are you talking about the FedEx form? Yeah. You think that could work or no? I don't know, but it's kind of sad that the Atlantic 10 can have theirs in like a full-on NBA arena and we can't. I know that their conference is head and shoulders way above what Conference USA is right now. But I just want a new commissioner. That's me. I mean, I don't think Judy, this conference, is not going (laughs) to grow any as long as she's here because it's just terrible. I mean, if you look at what Conference USA was when we joined it, as it is now, I mean, it's definitely degressed a lot, so that's not good. I, I okay, so I want to go back to your NBA thing. When you started talking about them being like the the wrestling kind of thing back back in the day, all I can picture is like um, the the Greek freak like on the big screen talking to one of the announcers, and he's like. I'm tired of Steph Curry's mouth and I'm going to go whoop his ass, you know, or something. That's, that's what I was picturing when you were talking about that. So, Oh yeah. Although uh, (laughs) for the Lakers game, not too long ago, Ric Flair was there and he did an introduction for the team and for LeBron James and all this stuff. And everybody was really hyped, but I don't know why they brought him in, but I mean, it's Ric Flair. So go for it. Ric Flair looks rough. Mm Mm-hmm. Back in the Honestly, day, he I'm was, surprised he's still living because how many strokes has he had? I know he's had at least two or three. Or I think he has. I think he has strokes. Like some people take showers in the morning. You know, it's like good God. Um, <laughs> he's tough. But, I'll give him that. Oh, he he's definitely tough. Um, oh, and I do want to mention something. This is off topic, but it's neither a winner nor a loser. But if you didn't watch it, the Kobe Bryant uh, memorial was uh, yeah. was that Monday? Was uh, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so s- his daughter's number was two, his number was twenty-four, and they, him and his wife, had been married twenty years. So that's when they, that's the reason they planned it for that date. 
supposedly, um, or that's what the what I heard. So um, if Did you, you have watch any of it, I watched Michael's uh, little thing uh, dedication, and I started watching Shacks, and Shacks was so bad, I just I had to skip it. No, uh, I mean he. They wanted to have a little bit of humor in it. I mean Jimmy Kimmel, he was kind of like the main person who did all the transitions and stuff. But I thought it was a good service. I mean, uh, they could have a lot of different things, but I wasn't okay. saying I wasn't saying anybody did any, did anything bad. Uh, Michael did good. Um, like you said, he had a few little humorous things. Like he even made fun of himself because he started crying. Yeah, the crying and, Jordan thing. That was pretty And he was like, I told my wife I didn't want to see this crying meme for three more years. Uh, but and then um, but Shaq just seemed to read his uh, his little uh, monologue speech, whatever you want to call it. He read mm-hmm. that just word for word. And I was like, I guess I can understand that as being someone who works in the industry. I understand, you know, it's probably tough. And, you know, you want to stay so well, script. too. I mean, it was pretty emotional for him. I can imagine, and but it was just it was really dry. It was one of those you're like, man, I figured you'd at least practice it, you know, or something. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's either either here or there. Uh, if you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. Uh, you can check it out there. Uh, I think it was like two and a half hours from what yeah. I saw one of the videos on YouTube. Um, but jump into other sports real quick. We've got a mountain of well. Let me do my let me do my odd news real quick. I got two good ones. Mm-hmm. A Michigan man was stabbed with a samurai sword after not buying pot for his partner. Interesting. So, apparently, last month, uh, this gentleman did not buy marijuana for, for it said his partner, but they were like neighbors in their apartment or something. Hmm. And so, he the neighbor grabbed the sword in the guy's apartment and started beating his ass. Yeah, I know. I said it twice now. And uh, he stabbed him like two or three times with a samurai sword. And I was like, good gosh, this is crazy. Uh, and then my second story is a New Jersey man pays, pay, uh, pays, passes off a fake $100 bill with the words, for motion picture use only, printed on it, please say. Hmm. <sighs> okay. So if you haven't seen the story, you need to p- try and find it somewhere. Because at the top of the $100 bill... Let me see if I can catch it. Okay, stop. There we go. Okay, so at the top of the $100 bill, it only says 100 It does not say, you know, anything else. It looks hilariously misshapen. And I cannot figure out for the life of me what is on the back of the $100 bill. It is not the... Uh, uh, what was What is that building? The Congressional... It's, uh, no, it's the place in Philadelphia... The, yeah, it's where they signed the Constitution, but I can't. Yeah. And then Declaration of Independence, but I cannot think of what it was, what it's called. But anyway, yeah. I'm sure somebody will tell me. Uh, but the um, it it looks like Fort Knox, but it's not. Uh, just Google fake hundred dollar bill passed off, yeah. and at the top of this hundred dollar bill, it says for motion picture use only. I mean, and this guy seriously paid for it at a gas station, and the clerk didn't even question it. It's like, wow. did you even look at this money? I mean, come on. It's not even... It's like, eh, it seems legit. It has Benjamin Franklin on it. Yeah, and his mouth is so messed up. It's so funny looking. You just... Uh, for our listeners, go out there and Google it if you got time. It's pretty funny. Is it in the um, hall, the name of it? Or is that yes, 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 yes. Okay. It's got the Liberty Bell up there, like, cracked yeah. and all that, which is ironic. Um, so we'll jump into other sports real quick. Uh, it's not really football season, but we've got some football news. Uh, WKU announced that they have hired Ryan 
And is is the last name Applin? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, he is now the hey, co-offensive Applin. coordinator. Yeah, I never get names right, so he better just get used to it. Uh, he's co-offensive coordinator with Brian Ellis, um, and he's going to be the running backs coach. Uh, he comes to Western from Northern Alabama, which is an FCS school. They averaged about 26.2 points per game as the, quote, aerial attack shined. Uh, they averaged about 285 passing yards per game. Uh, they passed the 3,000-yard mark over the 11-game season. Uh, skimming, skimming, skimming. Uh, so here's the particulars. Uh, Ryan it was born in 1990, May 8th, 1990. So he's three years younger nice. than I am. Yeah. He's wow. born in uh, Tampa, Florida. He went to Arkansas State. Boo. Uh, his wife's name is Victoria, which is in the uh, WKU Sports uh, press release. His children's names are Maverick, Hawkins, and Naomi. Uh, so uh, he went to Fleming Island High School. Uh, he's coached at Ole Miss, uh, Auburn, and this was 13, and then 14, 15 was Auburn. Um, and then 16, he was at Northern Alabama, 17 at UT Chattanooga, 18, 19, Northern Alabama as the co or as the offensive coordinator, and now he's at Western. Uh, so I guess extending a welcome to you, uh, Ryan, we'll get a little bit of... Actually, I am a little concerned because I looked at his profile on Twitter and the first thing that I saw was a retweet from Tom Brady. And I was like, uh, I don't know if this is going to work. But well, see, I mean, at the probably... same time, Tom Todd Stewart, I know that he has a lot of connections with the New England Patriots and he kind of models some of the things that they do as far as their success and all that. But I was just kind of like, oh, come on, man. And also, I said this in the group chat. I don't know if you saw it, but Northern Alabama sounds like a football team we would lose to at the FCS level because they're purple. <laughs> and it's like a centralized part of the state that's not Division One. So that I feel like if we had them on our schedule, we would probably lose to them. But <laughs> that, that, hopefully that is... we're done losing to FCS schools now after the past two seasons. I am afraid I wouldn't even put one on the schedule next year. I'm not even lying. I would, I would put, I wouldn't even do it. It's not even worth it to me. I'd just be like, no, we're gonna play the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't even care. <laughs> we're not even playing. Yep, nope, we're not even going that way. Oh, uh, but this is what I, I just saw. Let me see if I can find it. I was just skimming. Um, so some of you may or may not like this. I don't know. Uh, but he spent the 2013 season as an administrative assistant at Ole Miss under Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. Which is Liberty's coach. We'll be playing Liberty this season. Yeah. And actually, wasn't Liberty on that list? I saw a list somebody sent me that um, uh, Western was like number two or three for the best first-year coaches. Yeah, so, I think so. Uh, and I think Hugh Freeze was actually on that list too. So Yeah, because Liberty, they're technically Division One now. They're uh, independent. They haven't found a conference yet. But yeah, they're Division One, and they actually did pretty good last season. I think they went like eight and five or something like that. Well, that's good. That's really good. Um, so I've got a lot of uh, softball and baseball news. So I will try to skim through this really quickly because Western had their uh, Hilltopper Classic thing. Let me see. I'm gonna find my. I'm gonna find my notes here. So let me see here. It was called the. That's not it. That's the week before. Okay, so there needs to be a little X so I can get out of that on y'all's website, guys. The Hilltopper Classic. Okay, 
So Western played in the Hilltopper Classic. They beat Green Bay 7-6 to six on the 21st, so five days ago. And then they played Indiana State, and they won 4-0. Same day. Mm-hmm. Then they played Ball State on the 22nd and lost 5-6. to six. And then they played Indiana State and lost 5-7. to seven. So on the 22nd, we had a rough day. Yeah. And then on the 23rd, we beat Green Bay again 3-0. So... Out of that, I'm not. I think that was the consolation game that we played on the 23rd. Which uh, shout out to my mom, that was her birthday. Um, so I guess that was the consolation game. But now, uh, starting on the 28th, Western will become. Uh, we'll start another little tournament at home called the Hilltopper Fling. Uh, that'll start at 3 p.m. on HSSN on Facebook. Uh, they play Ooey Pooey. Oh, I you, uh, nice. Yep. Yeah, I just go by the acronym. I'm not gonna. There's gonna... a lot of those kind of schools in Indiana, like IPFW. If you did it like that, it'd be IUPUFW or something like that. Ooey pooey. That's interesting. But it's Indiana University, Purdue University, and I don't remember what the I stood for. But anyway, it's in Indianapolis. I've seen it. Yes. Okay. Campus. Actually, my father-in-law uh, did a, did some uh, cancer treatments there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. At the at the Uwe Pui Hospital. Not a joke. Seriously, yeah. Um, and then Austin P. They play them on the twenty eighth at five thirty. Uh, that'll also be on HSSN. And then on the 29th, isn't that leap day? Leap year? Yeah, I thought so. I, so. For those of you who have birthdays on Leap Day, I am so sorry. <laughs> Speaking of Austin P, I have a terrible joke if you want to hear it. Yes, uh, please. I mean, it's like not really funny, but it was an epiphany I had. I was taking my dog out for a walk, and he probably thinks I'm an Austin P fan because every time I take him out, I always tell him, let's go pee. <laughs> you know, but That's what they we... actually say. That's what they say, and it's humorous. Okay, so they're not as bad as, a, as another school in Kentucky. Um as a teenager, I went to a UK game and they were playing uh, Moorhead State. Mm-hmm. And you know what their cheer is? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moorhead. <laughs> Moorhead. As a teenager, I thought that yeah. was the greatest thing ever. And I was like, that is so funny. Uh, but <laughs> yes, as a new father, I appreciate the go pee joke. I love yeah. that. That's hilarious. That's good. Um, they play Austin P on the 28th. 29th, we're playing Illinois State at 1230. Uh, and then at either three or five thirty, we will play the one seed. And then uh, at the five thirty time, the two will play the three. And so on March first, there will be either Western playing in a consolation game or Western will play in the championship game. The consolation game will start at eleven, while the championship game starts at one thirty. Uh, those are both Central time. Let's hope it's the championship game. Exactly. And then March 4th, Western plays Belmont at 6 o'clock. Nice. <sighs> okay. Let's so hope, we're hopefully that. we can beat the Bruins in that. Hopefully. Yes, I hope so. Um, so then we have baseball. Western finished a series against Wright State. Uh, they won two out of three, so they won 21st and 22nd. So Saturday, or Friday and Saturday, uh, they won 6-2, uh, to two, and then on Saturday it was 7-2. to two. And then on Sunday, they lost 5-9. to nine. Uh, They played Austin P yesterday, 
and won 10 to 5. So that good, awesome, awesome job, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have Ross here to kind of talk particulars. So, yeah, he knows more about baseball. The, yep. You're going to get the bare minimums. I'm sorry, guys, uh, for baseball fans. Um, because as much as they say it's America's pastime, it's not anymore. It is um, at this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at least to me. Yeah, ditto. Um, and so baseball will be playing in the UC, USC Upstate. Uh, they'll play the 28th, 29th, and on the 1st, they'll be playing uh, a series against uh, South Carolina uh, starting at 3 p.m., on the 28th at 1 p.m. on the 29th and at noon on the 1st. So hope you guys do very well against uh, South Carolina. Uh, so good luck, guys, over in Spartansburg, which, by the way, that's a great name. Yeah. Whoever decided to name your town Spartansburg, it's great. Um, so women's basketball, I was really hoping to have Matt on tonight to kind of get us all hyped up for women's basketball, uh, but he was unable to make it. Uh, but Western did beat Marshall, seventy nine sixty five. Uh, way to go, girls! Yeah, they're killing uh, it right now. They really are, and I mean, they've won. I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. I'm afraid to say it. I can't say it. I was going to say what what their uh, current streak was, uh, but you can go on ESPN and count that for yourself because I don't want to jinx them. And I am a very uh, I am a very uh, superstitious person as far as luck and streaks go. Uh, so they beat FAU as well, sixty-nine to fifty-six. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my baby grunting in the background. She's just kind of grunting, and she makes all these weird little faces. Uh, but anyway, Western will be playing on the 29th, uh, That's Saturday at, at MTSU at five p.m. That game will be on ESPN three. So if you are in the Murfreesboro area, go to the game. Go support the Lady Tops. Let's get more red in there than blue. That would be hilarious. That would probably be really easy to do against MTSU. They're not very good this season, are they? Uh, I mean, they've just had a down year in all of their sports, and honestly, I'm all for it. Me too. It sounds bad, but I agree. They are 10-5, and and they are three games behind Western in conference. Mm -hmm. Western is 20-6, and and middle is 18-9. and So... They are, yeah, they're in fifth place right now. So yeah, Western, so no, I mean I'm there. The girls are doing great. I just got to, we just got to get past Old Dominion and uh, Rice, and we don't play either of those again. Looks like uh, so the so if we get those guys losing a couple games, we can slide right past them and be completely fine. Uh, so girls, good luck to you. Um, like I said, they play MTSU on ESPN three. So watch that game. It's at five p.m. Central. And then on the 5th, which I think is, was that next Thursday? Yes. Um, next Thursday, they're going to play Charlotte. I wanted to go ahead and mention this in case I forgot next week. But they will play Charlotte at 6 p.m. That will be on Conference USA TV or ESPN KY 102.7. So USA TV is still a thing? It's what it was on, that's what was uh, on Western's schedule, so I don't know. That's interesting. I remember it used to be a thing, and it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then next Saturday, they play Law Tech to end the season. Uh, so that's going to be a senior night thing. So uh, definitely show up for the Lady Tops, support those seniors, 
Uh, they will appreciate it. Uh, pack diddle, not the houch, as I usually yes. say. Um, but yeah, go tops. And so, the meat. Men's basketball versus Charlotte. What did you think? I will say that that was one of the most ridiculous games I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was there, and, you know, it was a good atmosphere. Diddle was absolutely rocking, and they were probably the only reason that this team kept their energy up the way that they did. But it just absolutely blows my mind. The last five minutes of that game, it seemed like Charlotte could not miss anything. Like, they could have pulled up from half court and it probably would have went in. And just looking at the last few minutes, too, especially, like, they weren't shooting good from three the entire game until the last five minutes. And it seemed like every time Western either tied it up or got ahead by three or got within three points, Charlotte would go down to the other end and drain one as the shot clock was expiring after eating up all of that clock and stealing all of the momentum. Jared Savage, everyone remembers the epic shot that he made against Arkansas. And literally the exact same spot. He made that shot twice to tie the game. And we still lost. <laughs> that just kind of shows what happened. He made the last one. He made the uh, and one shot in from the same spot with like 30 seconds left. Made it. And everyone's going nuts. Oh, finally, we're still in this. Then Charlotte goes down and drains the three again. <laughs> and then with 11 seconds left in the game, he comes down in the exact same spot. Drains the three. Oh, this is insane. We have a chance. And Charlotte, with two seconds left, gets a two ba- just a kind of a mid-range shot that goes in, and we didn't have any more timeouts left. And Hollingsworth had to throw up a half-court shot, which there was a fan in Diddle that made a half-court shot for the first time I think I've ever seen. Oh so my gosh! Shout out to him. I think his name is Grayson or something like that. I don't remember for sure. I know it starts with a G, but shout out to you. Congratulations on that. It's pretty awesome. And when his shot went in, he was one of three from half court, while Western was 0 of 8 from three, which <laughs> was pretty ridiculous. Like, if Western would have shown up more with their three-point shooting in the first half, they definitely would have had this game. But the, just the last few minutes were absolutely crushing. Like, I literally turned around to the person behind me when Charlotte was making all of these shots. I was like, surely they're going to miss one, right? They're going to miss one shot down the stretch. Just one. That's all we need. And they did it. So you can't even be upset. with. There's no reason why anyone should be upset with the guys because of this. Because Charlotte... They took care of business. They played all 40 minutes, and they made all of the big shots that they needed to. And it sure sucks to lose the first game of pod play, which we would have been in first place by ourselves if we would have been able to do that. But that's just kind of how it is. I mean, they made all their big shots, and we didn't. And people were in shock, too. I remember I was already down on the court level leaving, and there were still people in the stands that were just kind of sitting there, I mean, just taking a moment because – they were just so invested into this game and the way that it ended just so fast. It, it was a crushing loss, honestly. Probably the biggest one this season at home because I know the Belmont one, we got blown out, and this one, it stung a lot more. I was going to say, close games always sting the most. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters what sport you're playing, it stings the most. But my takeaway from this game, I really wonder if they told the guys that North Texas lost because uh, didn't they lose? I don't think Stansberry knew about it going into the game, though. Okay. At least from that's kind of how I took his post-game interview that they had on the radio when we were on the way back. But 
I don't think that would have changed anything because obviously any game at home is one that you need to fully show up in, especially in fe- late February. It's almost March, just a couple weeks until the conference tournament, and that's going to be obviously the whole season riding on that. So they, they they had every chance to possibly win this game. If they would have shot a little better in the first half, they could have had better chance. But down the stretch, there was nothing they really could have done, except on defense maybe get a big stop. But, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Just looking at the stats, I'll tell you my opinion. I can definitely see where losing Bassey is a big detriment to us. Yeah, they're big guys. Absolutely eight at the rim all night. They had 34 rebounds, and we had 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, offensive rebounds, they had nine. And defensive rebounds, they had 25, where we had five offensive and 19 defensive. Uh, so that just tells me that we were just getting ate up. You know, I mean, like you said, he was just – he was eating up, and he was doing – he was extremely happy with everything, um, with his performance. Um but it looks to me like Charlotte just dominated everything. Even, I mean, the only thing that Western technically did better at was the turnovers. Yeah, uh, Western had three less turnovers than Charlotte did. Uh, but Charlotte shot at 50% where we were shooting about 46. And then Charlotte shot 38% from three where Western shot 29. Uh, so they took one more three-point shot than we did, and they hit two better than we did. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know, you just hate to see it, but they just took care of business, like you said. So mm-hmm. you can't undercut the guys. They did their best. Um, but part of me does wonder if they knew um, and kind of the stress of, hey, we're almost in first place kind of got to them. But um, I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things. And like you said, the game was close most of the night. I mean, yeah. just going through the game flow chart. You know, Western stuck with them all the way to the end. And right there about the three-minute mark, it was just back and forth. You know, Charlotte yeah, seemed to be a little bit ahead of them. To watch. It was a lot of fun to be there. It was a good environment. I think there was about 5,400 people there. I wish there would have been a little more students, but, I mean, and you know how Western is. So many commuters. I was one <laughs> of them. But I still commuted back to basketball games, dadgummit. That's if, right. I live in Franklin, and I know my junior and senior year, there was not a home game that I missed. That at least, unless I was sick or I had something going on, I was at every single one. So y'all don't have an excuse. I don't really care unless you're working on the weekends or something. I kind of understand that, but y'all can come back. I did, and you just make it loud because we're going to need it, especially tomorrow for senior night against Law Tech. Yes. That's going to be yes. a really, really big game because if we start off 0-2 in pod play, then that's going to have me a little worried because we need at least one win to solidify our first round by, and if for some crazy reason we don't get another home win before we go on the road for two straight games, then that could be a little scary. Yeah, completely agree. Now – Western has a one and a half point favorite here. And I don't so remember. Yeah, it's a toss up. Uh, ESPN's got their BPI at 51% for Western. Uh, so this game's going to be close. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be think... a lot closer than the first time we played them for sure. Like what, exactly. what, what happened the first time? I think that's kind of uncharacteristic for Louisiana Tech. We still took care of business, but. I don't picture a 18 to 20 point blowout. If we, I just want us to get a win. I don't care if it's one point or a hundred points. 
Because we. I would rather it be a hundred points, but yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter when you see the stats, and it's you're absolutely right. And net and all that stuff. It doesn't matter. When we played them, uh, what was that about a month ago or so? Let me see. Yeah. Uh, it was sixty-five fifty-four, and Western just took care of business. Yeah, it felt uh, so, bigger than that. I know we had at least a twenty-point lead, and they started to come back towards the end of it because I mean we didn't have to try as hard, but it is what it is. Yeah, we had we were up uh, at the end of the first forty-four to twenty-four. Yeah, there we go. So I mean <laughs> that's yeah. I, honestly, I would be fine with that again. Uh, so. It's different now, though. Pod play is different than regular season conference play, in my opinion, because players and coaches, they all know what's at stake going into the conference tournament. I mean, Frisco has been pretty wild the past few seasons, ever since it's been there. I mean, I still don't know how I want or how I picture the conference tournament going yet, but if it's with us getting to a conference title game and losing for the third straight year, then I'm going to be really sad. Really so- sad. So how do you like pod play thus far? I mean, it's been a nice yeah. little uh, three or four year experiment or whatever. Honestly, I like it just for the fact that we're playing the best teams in the conference and we're not playing like the cellar dwellers like middle and other teams like that. You're focusing on the best teams that realistically, if you were to survive and advance into the tournament, these are the teams you would most likely face when you get to the championship game. Last year, it was like that with Old Dominion. The first time that they did it, of course, the year before that, we played Marshall, and they were one of the better teams in the conference. And the, we know how those games ended, which was crushing. Yes. But would it have helped the 2018 team that went to the NIT? It could have if we would have been able to have pod play back then. We may have gotten an at-large bid. It would have been really, really tough. But they were still able to take care of business to get that good NIT run with Justin Johnson's senior year. But... It could help. I really wish that we could have won out the conference in the pod play. That way we can get at least an NIT bid. It's still in reach if we were to somehow win out, but it's going to be tough. I mean, if, yeah. if every team we play is going to be showing up the way that Charlotte did, and once we play at FIU again, having to play their big guy, that's going to be really hard for them to do. And, of course, North Texas, I know that they've all been ready for this game to play us down in Denton. So that's going to be a really tough environment. So you got to get this win against Louisiana Tech because those, those two on the road, those aren't going to be guaranteed at all. Nope, definitely not. Um, so wouldn't, speaking personally, I would love to see like pod play. Uh, what do you think for other conferences? Don't you think wouldn't that be kind that of cool? would be really cool? It's basically almost like a conference tournament before the conference tournament, but not yeah. entirely because it's not like we play Charlotte and then the Charlotte plays somebody else, or there's like a, it's scheduled differently, obviously. But I, if other conferences did it, especially other mid major conferences, I think that could help them a lot. Because I mean, I know that Gonzaga just got beat by BYU, but BYU is another nationally ranked team. And San Diego State, they got beat by UNLV. They were, that was their first loss of the season. I guess that was another one of my wow. losers was them losing their first game. So the top five got shaken up a lot. Of course, Duke, they just got beat in double overtime by Wake Forest. But that's just kind of the state of basketball right now. Is that that's winner any, USA any, right there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> anybody could get beat on a given night. And I know this time next month when I'm filling out my tournament bracket, I'm going to have one tournament bracket that I think is going to be right, and then I'm going to do the total opposite, and that's probably going to be the one that will end up <laughs> advancing. I'll put a 16 team in the Final Four because why not? 
put a 16 seed in because I feel like if it were to happen any year, it would be this year. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it's def- you have like, you have to do like three brackets. You got to do one with Western yeah. at least, one with you know who you thinks you know. Usually, like I'm bad. I'll do I'll do like the way they're ranked. I'll be like, okay, that's yeah. a one seed. So I'll go through and do those, and then I do. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't agree with that. No, she's uh, she's either stretching or getting gassy. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. There is an odor, but I'm not gonna. Con- I'm not concerned with it just yet. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you do the one that's just crazy and off the wall, and the Which ones is that always the one that does best the crazy. Yes, one. and then of course the ones that always drive me crazy are the ones where the cheerleader girl or the ditzy girl or whatever mm-hmm. just picks the colors she likes. And they do better than everyone. And they did. She used to work at uh, the medicine shop down in Franklin, and she would do tournament brackets with them. And I think she would win all the time just because she based it off of her favorite colors, or if she's been to that state, or if she thought their mascot was cute and stuff like that. And you know what? It works. That is so funny. And I am one of those people that makes like six or seven different brackets on ESPN's (laughs) website. Just because there was one that I had last year, though, that was perfect for the first, like, nine games. And I was really proud of it. And I had one bracket that I think finished at, like, 98% accuracy. Oh, my gosh. So, Joe Lenardi got nothing on me. <laughs> That's great. I'm, there has still been no one that I know of that has ever gotten a perfect bracket. And I've, that would be interesting if it happened this year, just because of how chaotic it's going to be. But it'd be it, it is. I mean, I don't. I don't. I want. I wonder what the odds are of getting a perfect. Oh, it's ridiculously impossible. See, like I've always had the dream of it somehow being me, and like I'd have a perfect bracket going into the final four, and they call me to the final four games, and I'm suddenly a broadcaster for ESPN, giving my analysis as far as (laughs) how these games are going to turn out, and all these people are going to be like, "Wow, he's right. He's so smart." Hold on, I'm going to Google that real quick. Let's see. Odds of having a perfect round of 64 bracket. It's almost impossible. Okay. So the odds of getting a perfect bracket are 1 in 2.4 trillion. Oh, my gosh. That's almost as much as our national debt. Yeah, that's that's pretty close. You know. <laughs> uh, let's see. That was a Duke math professor said that. Bracket math isn't an exact science. You're okay. Uh, but for years, mathematicians have told us that the odds of picking a perfect NCAA tournament bracket are a staggering one in 9.2 quintillion. Good Man. gosh, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, hopefully the guys will do better or uh, do well against Law Tech. And then it's senior night, too. We got to yes. show up big for it. I'm going to so be there. Definitely. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to see the reception that Jared Savage gets for senior night because, I mean, he's been here the past two seasons, eligible. He was one year before that. Of course, he's originally from Franklin, moved to Bowling Green. He went to Warren East or Central. I want one of the Bowling Green schools. And he's a Hilltopper graduating, so we definitely need to make sure that he's got all that support going for him for his last college game, which is going to be bittersweet for sure. I mean, him, Matt Horton, who has, hasn't played at all much, and uh, Cam Justice, those are going to be the three seniors. Plus Evan Stack, he deserves some credit too. I don't know if you guys saw, but um, 
uh, Stansberry was nice enough to let him have a spot on the roster and was able to let him dress for the game, which considering it was such a close game, he didn't really get to play any, but that's just a good gesture. He had been a good manager on the team for all four years, I think, and he's been one of the core people that's helped with the program. So he deserves that respect and he'll get it. Exactly. Yeah. You know that, you know how managers are. Oh yeah. Yeah. And of course there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes you don't see with the managers and what they have to do and put up with. And, you know, it, it was really awesome the stands to let him play or start. I mean, or dress. I'm sorry. Uh, if he'd have got to start, that'd have been even more phenomenal. If he but, starts tomorrow, then it's a guaranteed win at this point. So this is only a second, but this is this goes out to my boy. This goes out to Jared Savage. Blue, you're my boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so the guys play on the 27th. So tomorrow night, 7 p.m. If you were not in Bowling Green, it's on the CBS Sports Network. I'm assuming, is that on Facebook or is it just CBS Sports Network? I think it might be the CBS Sports Network this time. I know that two of the games were on Facebook and two of them were on the actual channel, so yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to be there, so I'm not going to be watching it either way. So. Yes, so pack, pack diddle, uh, support the guys. This is senior night. Uh, Jared Savage, local guy, he's love to have your support, I'm sure. Uh, and then Western goes... On March 1st to play North Texas. Hopefully, Western will be in the position to overtake North Texas. We will see. Um, I imagine that loss against um, Charlotte isn't going to help us much, but we are still one and a half games behind North Texas. So if they lose again and Western wins, we could be in a good position because they've got to play FIU on the 27th. They play us on the first, and then they play Charlotte on the fourth. So that could be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how all this turns out. What if Charlotte beats – they beat us and North Texas? Then, I of course, mean, they I would have they to would play – They would be moving on up. They would play La Tech then, right? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, this – this could be an interesting pod. We'll just have to see how everything goes. Imagine Charlotte getting the one seed and the regular season title. <laughs> yeah. Who would, who would have guessed that at the beginning of the season? But you got to give credit to, I think Rob Sanchez is his name, their new coach. He was an assistant at Virginia. He's doing that Virginia-style uh, play with Charlotte, and it's worked. I mean, you got to give Tony so Bennett boring. credit because, yeah, I mean, most people think it's boring, but Tony Bennett's been able to make it work for so many years. He just won a national championship with that kind of play. But, I mean, you got to give him props for turning things around. I mean, I never thought Charlotte would be as good as they have been in both sports the past year, year and a half, I think. Like, their basketball team has been really good this year, and their football team was pretty solid, too, which when we joined Conference USA, they were kind of the joke and making fun of them for always being the cellar dwellers, and they've, they've turned it around, so you got to give them they some have. respect. I complete respect to them, but for our international listeners, I will teach you a saying real quick. A broke clock is right twice a day is all I'm going to say. That is true. Uh, but – it's boring play, and you would rather see, you know, the exciting play as far as that goes. But, you know, if it works, it works. So I can't cut it that much. But at least it's better than four corners. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Um, and then I had a uh, I had a cousin that played at Allen County way back in the day, probably before you were born, and uh, he went to play at um, North Carolina Greensboro. Mm-hmm. 
his coach had a rule you had to pass it four or five times before you could take a shot. Hey, that sounds like Hoosiers. Oh, my gosh. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm sorry. If you've got a shot, why don't you take it, you know? Uh, if you've got a good shot, take it. But Well, I mean, there's always a better shot, Devin. Yes, there's always a better shot. But what if you're on pass number two and, you know, you still got to pass two more times and you're wide oh, open? I'm you just like, reminded hey, me of something completely random. But <laughs> okay. all of us have been fussing about how Western hasn't had a true center. But the main thing that we need is that if Stansberry is going to stick with this small style of play, is that he needs more three pointers, three point shooters. Because I want to use the Houston Rockets as an example. They do not have any single person on their roster that's bigger than six six right now. Wow! I mean, the, seeing James Harden be the center at the tip off, trying to get the tip, is actually really funny. But. <laughs> that's, they're basically in the same situation as Western, but on the flip side of that, they're eight and two since they got rid of Capella. They traded him, and they've been doing small ball, and they're still sticking to their game. They're still driving to the basket. They're making a bunch of threes, but the biggest thing is that they have two superstars. They have Russell Westbrook. They have James Harden. Yeah, we don't we don't have a James Harden on this team. Someone that's basically just standing at the three-point line and either shooting a three or shooting and getting fouled for a three. And Westbrook, I mean, he's more of one of those people that drives more than anything else. But small ball can work. Even at the most professional level in the NBA, the Rockets have turned it around since they got rid of Capella. So uh, I, I would still like to have an actual big, especially Charles Bassey once he's healthy. Obviously, I'd rather stick with a more traditional style. But at least Stansberry has some video on how that would actually look if he were to stick with small ball. But it's really interesting, the whole concept of not having anyone bigger than 6'6 on your roster. Let me well you missed you missed one more superstar that's on the Rockets, and that is James Harden's beard. Um, True. But um, the other thing is also, I don't know if you know this or not, but back in the day, defensive linemen did not weigh over two hundred and fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They used they typically used defensive linemen for speed, and it wasn't until you know, I won't say modern times, but more modern times, they moved into the larger offensive. Uh, offensive linemen and larger defensive linemen to compete with those. Uh, but, yeah, that was back in the day. They always went small guy. They didn't go big guy. They went for the speed, not the size. Uh, so, I mean, there's an advantageous thing for that in different sports. So, I mean, I guess I can completely see that um, where those smaller guys may have more endurance. They got less mass to carry around, you know, so the big guys kind of get wore out a little faster, you know, maybe foul more, you know. I can yeah. see it. I, I completely agree. So, I was watching TV today, and I was watching some really bad movies. And some of you may or may not agree, and I don't care. Uh, uh, but some movies I have found, uh, like I've, I've got an Apple TV. So, when I go into my um, the movies app, it'll show the Rotten Tomato score. Oh, so, nice. Yes, yeah, so... I don't always agree with the Rotten Tomato score. So tonight we're just going to talk a little bit about some of our movies that we like that may or may not be, uh, I guess, critic kosher, I guess is a good way to say that. Uh, That may be Rotten Tomatoes scored really badly, but people really like. Uh, Jared, I'll let you go first. And I'll just tell you if I've got some of these on my list too. All right. Well... See, two of the movies that I chose that I really like revolve around one actor that's probably the most clowned on and for no reason 
just kind of hated actor. I will stand up and defend Nicolas Cage. I think he gets a lot of unnecessary crap. Sure, he is a very memeable human being, and he he's kind of awkward in some of his roles at times. But stop disrespecting Nick Cage just because everyone sort of rallied around the idea that all of his movies suck, when that is not true. Both of the National Treasures movies, I love both of them. I love the sense of adventure, all the ridiculous stuff, and like, oh, wow, this guy's stealing the Declaration of Independence, and whoa, and then the second one, whoa, he, like, kidnapped the president and all this crazy stuff, whoa. But... Stop hating on Nick Cage. Y'all just do it because it's cool. It's like when somebody decided that Nickelback sucks, everyone jumped on that. And while I don't think they're that good either, but hey, I hey, mean, hey, I won't jump on Nick Cage. You got to leave Nickelback alone. Though. All right, all right. I'll I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. But the movie Knowing, I was talking about it a few weeks ago on here. It's a really surreal movie. It has a lot of sci-fi elements and stuff. I think it's a great movie that Nick Cage is in. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a thirty-three percent. For whatever reason. And then, <laughs> looking at uh, the first National Treasures movie, that's another one. It had a 46% rating. I just feel like that Nick Cage could be in like the greatest movie of all time, but just for the fact that he is in it, we, it would get less than a 50% with Rotten Tomatoes. I don't understand the full justification for hating Nick Cage. I mean, he does pretty good in his roles, and I mean, some of the roles, it is supposed to be kind of awkward and stuff. He's sort of like the awkward guy that kind of stands out, that people remember, that he's just kind of different than most of the super extroverted actors and everything. So, I don't understand the hate for Nick Cage. I think he's not terrible, but I like a lot of his movies. The plots are pretty good. The stories are pretty good. So, I don't know. That's just me. Okay, so his real name, I don't know if you knew this or not, is Nicholas Coppola. Hmm. His, the last name Cage is a, is a stage name yeah. because of the superhero Luke Cage. Yeah. Fun fact for you. Um, I'm trying to find the worst movie that he ever did, and it was... Oh, um, there's no telling. Is it The Straw Man? Is it, what's it, was that what it's called? Like it, I'm sure there are some movies that are really, really bad. But just for the fact oh, no, no, that yeah. he was in some bad movies shouldn't weigh down the movies that he was actually good in, in my opinion. Oh, no, I completely agree. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Um, there's a lot of good movies he has done. Uh, like The Rock was a, was one I loved back in mm-hmm. the uh, late 90s. Uh, Con Air. Um, yeah, that's another one. Trying to, I'm skimming through real quick to see if I can find some of these. Um, National Treasure was another good one. I liked in Nick's Cages. Uh, but go ahead. I'll let you keep going with your list. Yeah. And I didn't look it up, but if there is any hate for any of the Air Bud movies, like the first two, like the basketball one and the football <laughs> one, you don't deserve to have internet access to give a review. You do, you can't hate on Air Bud. And also, I'm the same way with the Homeward Bound movies. Both of those. Oh, my gosh, dude. Man, those will make you cry even today. I don't really care. Like, if I'm sad for no reason, I'm going to watch one of the Homeward Bound movies and, just, <laughs> and grab my dog and just cry a little bit. And also, today is the two-year anniversary since we got him from the animal shelter. So, Diddle, he is a very good boy. I'm glad that I have him. He's a very good dog. And his name is Diddle. He has a Western Kentucky collar. So he's probably the biggest hilltopper dog out there, at yes. least in my opinion. So, but yeah, I, if anyone hates on any of those kind of movies from the '90s that I have a very strong sentimental attachment to, even if you're a movie critic, I could not care less about your opinion at all. <laughs> 
Uh, talking about Air Bud, they, that movie has one of my most favorite actors, uh, and that is Bill Cobbs. Do you know who Bill Cobbs is? That sounds familiar. What role is he? Bill, Bill Cobbs was the, uh, the old black man, the coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He is one of my favorites. I, mm-hmm. I don't. If he's in a movie, I just automatically like him. Like even when yeah. he was in uh, Night at the Museum. Oh, that's a good like, one too. Yeah. Spoiler alert: He was a bad guy in that movie, but he was yeah. awesome. I loved him in that movie. Um, but uh, you got any more? Uh, those were the main ones that I had. Okay. So I googled my list so I could kind of see, you know, what people said were bad movies. Um, and on the fringes, there were a few. Uh, a Knight's Tale was one of them. It's got a 58%. Uh, so the Heath Ledger Knight movie is 58%. Uh, the Mummy with Brandon Fraser was 59%. Really? That's a good movie, too. I like that I one. like both of those. Um, Step Brothers had a 55%. Uh, Space Are you touching Jam. my drums? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I've been watching Cops. Oh, Cops yeah. comes on at four. <laughs> That's such a dumb movie, but I love it. It is. It is. Uh, Space Jam has a 43%. Yeah, I heard I will, that was pretty shocking. But I know a lot of people criticize Michael Jordan's acting skills, but he's still the GOAT as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he can get away with that in a movie. And it's still going to be better than the remake, in my opinion, too, with LeBron. I all I'm saying is LeBron never saved the Looney Tunes. I'm that just saying. Uh, the next one on my list is Super Troopers. has a 35%. I don't know if you're a big fan, but I love that movie. Uh, See, the next one. I don't one, know if I've seen that. I mean, you haven't seen Super Troopers? Well, I probably have. It's just been a while. I don't really remember yes. it as much. It's uh, a liter of cola. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's really it's it's really stupid, but it's really funny. Um, the next one is Hook with Robin Williams. I like that movie. I my wife likes that movie. It had a twenty six percent. Dang. Yeah, that's really surprising. And the last one, which is the all of these I've been working down to. This one is kind of an unknown, but I found it on one of these lists, and then I bought it and went and watched it, and it was really good. It's a movie called Ninja Assassin. It has a twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. <laughs> yes, it's it's reviews are awful, but it's a really good movie. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'd encourage anybody to go out there and watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, if you would like, you can send me your god awful movies that have bad reviews, and I will be glad to watch those. There was one that I saw that was really like I, I think I mentioned it on here. Just watching like low budget horror movies, just any of those are good. I watched The Door in the Woods, and just the whole concept of it was definitely pretty crazy. So that's one you could watch. It's on Amazon Prime Video. You could watch it for free. But, I mean, it's just so wild. I mean, none of the movies that we mentioned. I mean, we all know that the greatest movie of all time is The Room. So there's no point in even talking about anything else. <laughs> okay. So the movie I was telling you about is called The Wicker Man. Hmm. It is based off a 1973 British horror film. And it was done in 2006. Uh, Nick Cage did the remake. Let me see if I can find it. Yes, Nick Cage did the remake. Uh, it, if you ha- you don't have to go watch it. I'm not telling you to. Go to YouTube and type in, you know, Wicker Man or whatever, and it's got, like, the worst CGI. It's got, I mean, it does not stand up whatsoever. Why and did it, it come out? 2006. 
Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> there's a scene with some bees, and it looks awful. I'm just saying, it was. <laughs> it just cracks me up. Uh, but uh, let's see. Let me let's do a real quick recap here. The guys play on the play tomorrow night, senior night. They play La Tech, 7 p.m. Show up to Diddle if you cannot watch it on CBS Sports Network. We are the like, just I, you can't see it because I'm just talking to you. But we are a minute away from first. We can slide into the tournament and be very comfortable. So go support the tops. Uh, it'll make the game a lot easier on the guys. Um, good luck, Jared Savage. I hope you do well, buddy. Uh, the women play on the 29th. They play MTSU at 5 p.m. That's on ESPN3, and that's it at Murfreesboro. Uh, so go show up for them. Baseball plays. They've got a series against South Carolina in Spartansburg. And softball plays. Uh, they've got an, the Hilltopper Fling. Uh, they play Uwe Pui, Austin P, and Illinois State. So show up for them. Um, they will definitely appreciate it. Um, so, as always, guys, like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate you all making it this far in the episode with us. Uh, follow the Tower Rack. They're coming out with articles daily uh, so, and tweeting out all the updates on the sports and everything else. So if you're at work and you can't watch or yeah. you're doing something and you're not able to do it, they will be posting you know, everything. Please retweet my memes. That's my yes. only request. <laughs> yes retweet jared's memes because he appreciates it there was one that i posted after the loss against charlotte that i really liked that no one really engaged with and i said that when lincoln park said i've become so numb i felt that and no one really liked it. i thought that was pretty good <laughs> that is really good actually that is really good um yes that's my that's one of my bad day songs i just crank that up and yeah just start screaming it going down the road so um, but, uh, yeah, as always guys, uh, go tops, go tops. Thanks buddy. You have a good one. Yeah, okay. You too. And Abby did such a good job. She did. She didn't even wake up. Yeah. I've got that's, to... a, that's a mood. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was, I was the whole time I'm thinking she's going to start jumping and screaming and she has slept the entire time. She's a good baby. Right now, yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. She'll probably hey. scream all night, so have fun with Oh, that. thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> I don't need to sleep at all. What's that matter? Yes, what sleep? <laughs> right now, it would be worth a million dollars. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> all right. Hey, I'll talk to you later. See you, buddy. All right. I'll see you.